Sunday. This nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. to the Ambassador Podcast, a resource created by a community of Christians seeking to represent God to a watching world in humility, unity, and boldness. Our goal is to educate, be educated, encourage, be encouraged, challenge, and be challenged as we pursue a heavenward perspective of God's heart for racial equity and reconciliation rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Ambassador Podcast, and thank you for joining us for our final debrief episode of Season 3. Uh, I'm your host, Jericho, and I'm super excited to be uh, getting with our guest today. Uh, but before we get into that, man, uh, let me just tell you, you can be on the lookout the next couple of weeks for our season finale, man. We're coming up on the end of Season 3. It blows my mind. Uh, that we've got three whole seasons of this thing already. Uh, We're not looking to stop anytime soon. And so season four will be coming out uh, at some point here in the next, uh, I think in terms of semesters, right? Probably look at it in the fall semester. So somewhere around uh, August or September as as the summer comes to an end. Uh, But we're really looking forward to that. So our season finale, uh, you guys will be hearing some updates on the Ambassador, the Ambassador Podcast, the Ambassador Coalition, then also some updates on myself, and my family, and what's going to be coming up here in recent months. Uh, so the idea behind these debrief episodes is that, man, we understand a lot of these topics that are being talked about on the podcast, particularly in the interviews, can hit different members of our audience in different ways. For some, it can be new and exciting. For some, it can be affirming in their life experiences. And yet to others, it can be jarring and or disorienting. But regardless of where you fall in that spectrum, we understand these conversations and resources like these are overdue and needed. And because of that, we want to create a space with more dialogue where some of the ideas in the interviews can be discussed and further fleshed out from different perspectives. Nothing new here, y'all. So without further ado, let's get to our guest. Today, we have the one and only uh, Mr. Rudy Hartman. (laughs) Rudy Hartman is uh, a ministry leader at Doxa Church. He is their college ministry pastor up there for the Salt Company. Uh, He is a great brother in the faith to me, man. Dear, dear, dear brother. Uh, He is a husband to one wife. Uh, He's a passionate ministry leader, phenomenal communicator. Man, Rudy, I'm excited to have you on this podcast with me. Thanks for joining me. Dude, my pleasure. It's so easy to return that honor, man. I mean, dude, you set a pace when we were together. Anytime we've been together uh, of honor, which is something I love. So, deeply about you. And, um, it's easy to return all that honor your way, man. Just love you. I'm excited to be here. Dope, man. Appreciate it. Uh, so you've been living up in Madison for some time now. Yeah. Like uh, 20 I imagine seconds. It's like 20 <laughs> seconds, <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you know, a little bit of that landscape, man, say yeah. I'm up there. Uh, I'm coming to hang out with Rudy and Molly and it's like, it's time to get some dinner, man. Where are you taking us to grab yes. a bite to eat? Dude, I am so glad you asked me this because you asked Pastor James if you were out in Brooklyn, where you go. So I had it on here. I was like, oh, yep, please yep, ask me if you're yep. out in Madison, where are we going? 
Uh, okay. So, okay. If we're just chilling, we're going to go to a couple places. We're going to go, dude, there's, there's state street, which is what connects the campus of the university of Wisconsin and Madison. Huh. Literally you look down state street and you see the capital of, uh, the capital building in the center of, of Madison out on the square. It's an incredible picture. It's like, it's like if you're looking up in like a Star Wars movie and you see the Death Star and it's like way bigger than you thought that it was going to be. That's how the Capitol feels. So we, we'd hit State Street and we'd hit, um, dude, I'd take you to Med Cafe if you were in the mood for some Mediterranean food. If you wanted like a standby spot, there's State Street brats. It's a little expensive, but there's a hook that for like half off, which is great. There's this food truck spot that has these incredible just like spring rolls that when I came out here, I thought about it for another six months until I came out here. And that was three years before (laughs) we moved out here for the roll. Uh, We're going out. We're going to like Cooper's Tavern or Sam house. Wow. And if I'm taking you like nice, nice, uh, I'm going to take you to Gray's or tornado dude. Tornado is, if you ever come out here, whenever you, we'll, we'll go to, you know, you know, you know, you know, coming out there. Yeah. And, yeah, I, yo, I, I feel <laughs> yeah. I feel spoiled right now. I got to get like a whole week up there Dude. just to get a tour of the taste of Madison. <laughs> I came I came up there one time and I got taken to this spot where they had like the bomb cheese curds, man. Like <laughs> Dude, that's all that's 100%. all I know. Dude, here's that's what I'm all telling I know. You though. Cheese, every cheese single place we're gonna get you cheese curds. Like we gotta right. take you to like right. everywhere, and you we're gotta get to the, cheese curds no matter where you are. Yeah. We're going to the Mediterranean spot and grabbing cheese curds. Like that's the <laughs> <laughs> like baklava the, and cheese curds. Like, baklava. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> some hot pot, right, and some cheese curds. Like it's just it's that's just the way it goes. Right on. That's so good. So, uh, Rudy, yeah. man, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah. man, you have, man, you've been in ministry a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been to a few different States. You've held a few mm-hmm. different roles, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know a little bit about yourself, kind of like how you became a Christian and how you find yourself yeah. in ministry. And then ultimately what you're doing right now with the Madison. Yeah. So I, um, I was born at a young age, uh, in Florida, uh, came up there, uh, didn't start like came up. I like to say I came up in church, but not in Christ. So I had a lot of questions, um, and didn't actually have a ton of room to get answers. Usually was kind of given some boilerplate or, or, or pressed aside. And, and, uh, we moved and just some unhealthy stuff at a church that my family was at. Um, we just kind of all dipped out and that was, I want to say that was rough, but it just felt like, Oh, okay. I guess we're not going to church anymore. Um, so I, man went off. I started drinking when I was 13, 14, uh, started promiscuously acting out with women when I was 15, uh, 16 started. Um, yeah, just getting a a little bit into the, the drug scene. And then 17 was just kind of a culmination of all that. And, Wow. Not great. Uh, man caught a case with the state of Florida at 17 and had a moment in my room where I looked out the window. I don't know. I like, I was just alone in my room and I like looked out the window and went over to it and like opened it. Cause I thought I'd get better reception or something in my prayer. And I was like, God help me. Like, I don't really know what to ask for, what to do, but God help me. Um, and he did, wow. <laughs> uh, that semester, a friend of mine that I just met that had just transferred to our school invited me to come with him to church. And I heard the gospel preached and I had two realizations. Like one was, 
wow, that's everything I've actually been longing for. And two, if I, this will change everything. And it really did. I was listening, even listening to, to pastor James when he said like, Oh, you saved now? Like when he had like his friends saying like, you saved now <laughs> the core memory unlocked, man. Like I remember people coming up to me at high school being like, Hey man, you let us know like this whole God thing, yeah. like whatever. But like, you let us know when the real Rudy's coming back. <laughs> right. And I remember being like, ah, like, I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't think he is. I think this is yeah. the, like this the is new. It. And, this is it. And um, so yeah, I got involved in a campus ministry when I uh, went to USF. So I got started following Jesus, uh, surrendered to Christ as Lord and Savior. Summer before my freshman year of college, so all of my like context of ministry really was in college. Um, a man named Raul Agarwal took a shot on me and made me an intern my freshman year, which was. Wow. Uh, I am indebted to him forever for that. Um, the same dude discipled me. I got involved with church planning my junior year, um, led a youth ministry, handed that over, started a college ministry, handed that over, uh, got hired out of college, uh, at a local church to USF where I went to school, um, got to lead there at Mission Hill, a great, great church. Um, and then, led there for a period of time before Raul and I actually came up, visited uh, Cornerstone, uh, the salt company, which is in the end. And I was kind of the announcement of the salt network, um, which I ended up jumping into being a part wow. of. So Raul discipled me, helped me become a leader, guided me in my first two years of full-time ministry and ended up being the connection to me being a part of the, the salt network. So I was in Ames wow. for wow. In Ames for a few months, was overseas for a few months. Uh, after a year of being in the network, I landed in uh, Des Moines, which was a church plant, uh, and was there for a period of time, and then was out planting in State College, Pennsylvania at Penn State. I was there for a long period of time, um, and then just transitioned uh, back to Ames for a semester, where we got to rock together for a little bit, and then uh, out to now, uh, university of Wisconsin and Madison. So almost all of my experience, literally from the BCM to, to here, the youth ministry, the church planting, all that has all been a lot of upstart rebuilding, uh, revitalizing, stepping mm -hmm. in, um, in, in, in those places. And, and that's been a muscle that the Lord's like allowed me to develop. Uh, it's caused me to believe in people often more than they believe in themselves. Cause I got people that have believed in me more than I believed in myself. And it's been an awesome, like mm -hmm. uh, chance to get to do ministry. He's done really kind things and just excited for what he's going to keep doing. And like I said, like you said, I'm married to, to Molly Hartman, who's actually on staff with me. Uh, we've been on staff together for about the last three plus years mm. uh, of ministry together. And she's just the absolute best. And I can't wait to get to see her tonight. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, husband, husband, wife duos in ministry, just like Doc. Mm, huge, yep. huge, huge, huge fan. Yep. And, and you too, man. Y'all knock it out the park, man. So super mm. grateful, uh, man, for the call in your life. Uh, super grateful for what the Lord has uh, done through you, uh, for you, and by you, man. And so I just know Madison's going to be extremely blessed having you there for uh, however long this season's going to be for you, man. So yeah. uh, keep at that. Uh, so let's let's dive into the episode, man. Um, just real quick, what are what are some of the what were some of the initial thoughts you had after listening to James Roberson, man, pray March Act, and uh, all of that, man? What are some of the initial thoughts that came to mind? Uh, some of the initial thoughts, um, one was was grateful. I think we're going to get into this. Like I knew of him and I'd interacted uh, actually once before with him. Um, 
but like just really grateful. I was the word that kept coming to mind. I mean, the, I listened to the interview a couple of times, not just because we were going to be doing this, but because I would hear something and be thinking about it later and go back and say, I've got to listen to how he broke that down again. I got to listen to how he broke down like the difference between like Flatbush and, and Park Slope. And I remember me, like we, we kicked it when, when he was in, in Park Slope. Like I remember, um, like, like just, just thinking about Isaiah 58, like I've been in Isaiah 58, for the last couple, like thinking about <laughs> yeah. what he, he said. Um, and, and so I think like the word that just came to mind immediately was, was grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then probably the, the phrase that's kept coming to mind, it's not original. I don't even know if it was in the podcast, but it, it, it's not original to me was the idea of like accomplished and applied and maybe we'll come back to this, but like mm-hmm. it, it just, it kept feeling like, okay, this is the proclaimed gospel that's mm-hmm. been accomplished and it's the practice gospel that's being applied. It felt like that could have been laid over everything that was talked about, just the accomplished mm-hmm. and applied gospel. Yeah. Um, that those two things, like super grateful, uh, for the work in, uh, NYC and in, in through pray March act. And then also, uh, just, just that, that idea of the gospel accomplished and the gospel applied. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really yeah. dope. Um, I, uh, I imagine you'll kind of unpack some of that accomplished applied stuff as we get more into mm-hmm. uh, talking about some of these topics, man. But, <clears throat> but yeah, like I, I listened to the episode and, you know, like there's some, there's some things coming up in, in mine and my family's life here pretty soon, right. In terms of, uh, some endeavors we're going to be embarking on. And so here in, here in, James, you know, talk about just like this initial jump, <laughs> you know, and getting into this church planning, planning work. And he's just like, you know, like he's, he's not the only one that articulates this, but you know, like you're, like you're in a place to prepare. And then once you're no longer in a place to prepare, you're just like in the field. You know, I, I listened to this I one guy it. on this yeah. podcast, talk about it as like, it's kind of like you're in a desert but you want to build a New York city. <laughs> you know? That's how, that's how church planning is. It's like, you're yeah, in a desert, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you want to see New York yeah. city. And so like, he like goes not to like, okay, so you want to build this huge building. It's like, no, no, no. Like you want to, like you want a window, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you want, you want like, you want paint so that you can paint the road someday. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, it starts from the very minuscule thing, you yeah. know? And it's this, and it's this like, this really hard grinded out kind of thing. And like mm-hmm. James, James was talking about how he was just starting to get to meet some people. Uh, he didn't like go with the team, like a launch team. So he's trying to gather people to even just do a, <laughs> did a, you hear him say it twice? Did you hear yeah. him say it? I didn't know a soul. And then like, I didn't know a soul. and then he's like, and then he's like, <laughs> I didn't know a soul. Dude, I, I, I was like, Oh man. Like, he I felt that again. So he felt that like, again. That was, so, yeah. Yeah. So, so some of the, some of the, some, some of the funniest parts in there, I mean, it's funny now. It's probably funny to him too, looking back on it. Yeah, he's just yeah, like, yeah. I'm in the, I'm in a coffee shop. Yeah, I've never yeah. gone to a coffee shop with anybody. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking to someone. It's like, I'm, it's like, I'm on a date. I'm like, Hey, swipe, you know, mm-hmm. swipe, right. Swipe right for a small group, you know, and just stuff like that. So I think, I think, uh, man, the more I get involved and hear people talk about just the nuances and the mm-hmm. reality and the grittiness of church planning, man, like it's, it's been so uh, heartwarming to my soul. Yeah. Um, there, there's one, one thing that just came to mind as you're saying that too. Like, yeah. I, I feel like the way he talked about like church planning and then he talked about place, like I'm convinced that James C. Roberson, like 
Pastor James Robinson like loves his people and loves mm-hmm. that place. Mm-hmm. Like it was a really, it was an incredible like breakdown of like a theology of place to be so informed about the place that you're at. Um, at we're, we're, we talk about this sometimes um, with our leaders. It's like, we want you to love the place where you are, mm-hmm. because if you act like you loathe the place that you are, then the people who are in that place will just feel like you're enduring them. That's and good. you're not actually loving them. So you can't do the whole, Hey, how do I be, be a disciple? Like you love one another. You can't do that with a people. I think if you don't actually love the place mm-hmm. and I, I felt like just hearing him just so like effortlessly talk about not just like the city of New York as an idea, but like his street and like his mm-hmm. spot and his mm-hmm. church and on fifth mm-hmm. and on like, these are the places I take you. These are the safe places. These are the, like all of that, um, just his people, um, the, the, the PTAs, like all of it, just the, that love of place just felt yeah. so, so clear. Yeah. 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 That's really good. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think that, that, uh, that emotion happens twofold too, right? If you don't love the place, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, the people you're ministering to can feel it and you feel it as well, man. Like it's a, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a disaster. So, uh, anyway, so the pray March act initiative, man, I, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. Uh, you can go to their website at PrayMarchAct.com if you want to check out some of the stuff they're doing there. Uh, their mission, I don't know if James even like, you know, uh, hit on this a ton, but their mission is to create a nationwide collective of churches and organizations that are committed to Christian anti-racist work by dismantling racist structures in their cities through praying, marching, and activism, uh, which I think is super, super dope, man. And, and I love the way he's doing this not from a perspective of like just being social, right? Just a, just a brand aspect of social justice, social activism, but he's doing it from, uh, you know, how it's been done in the past, right? Civil, like the civil rights, how it's been done in the past is, has, has started from the pulpits, you know, started from the pews. And so it's such a, uh, man, it's, it's heartwarming to me to kind of see this kind of reinvigorating, recapturing of, of social advancement, right? Um, through belief in Christ, uh, so if you're interested, man, you, you go go to their website. There's ways to partner with them. You can give to their organization. You can actually start a coalition of your own in the city you're in if you're interested in doing something like that. Or if you're around the New York or East Coast area, uh, you can sign up to uh, do one of their upcoming marches. So, Rudy, you've been a part of a couple of different churches, and, and one of your stations had you on the East Coast. And I remember you telling me a story about meeting Pastor James Roberson, and you touched on this just a little bit, man, but I'd love to hear, like, revisit that a little bit. What what kind of mindset were you in going into that meeting? <laughs> and, what, and what did you, what did you oh. learn from this, from this dude, man? Yeah, that poor, sweet little boy um, <laughs> that just went to New York. So this is when I was a senior in college, and our church plant uh, took a team up just to learn from some people. So we met, like, Rich Perez while we were up there. We met uh, a, a bunch of dudes that were just planting, uh, in the city. Cause we were trying to plant in the city in Tampa. Um, and we, um, yeah, we were up there and, uh, we sat down at junior's cheesecake with, uh, he was introduced to me as pastor James T. Roberson, the third, like that's how, and so that when I say James T. Roberson, like I'm talking about the same, same guy. Um, so I, um, yeah. Pastor James sat down and I, dude, I wish I could like pull you back. I'm wearing khakis. <laughs> I've got like a medium red and black striped 
long sleeve shirt. I've got like a crossbody bag, but not one of the cool ones. Like one of the ones that kind of like holds a laptop <laughs> in it at the at your hip. Like I am just at, like, what is going on? Um, like I said, and, and I came dude, notebook open, pin out, came with the question. I said, man, like, um, like what, like, how do you, like, what is your vision for church? Plan? It was some kind of like very ethereal question like mm-hmm. that, which is really good. Like I was mm-hmm. genuinely, I know I'm kind of mocking myself, but I was genuinely like hungry. Like I wanted yeah, to learn. Yeah. I wanted to know. And, um, I, I said like, what's your process for like knowing like what to do? What's your, what do you do? Like, how do you prepare? How do you plan? And I, I hit him with this question and he, I'll never forget this. Like he takes, he takes a, he takes a bite. And he like looks out a window and he looks back at me and he says, my, my plan is this. I wake up every morning and I read the Bible and I pray and I ask God what I should do that day. Yeah. Yeah. And when I tell you that I closed my notebook <laughs> as he just started to I share stories, like, dude, Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, no, 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 no. Like I was like, okay, cool. Like, that. And then he started like sharing story after story yeah, after story yeah. of what God's doing. And this isn't some of that like pre-planting. If you heard this timeline, like his pre-planting phase. Um, and it was just like an incredible, I was just listening. Like I was like, I, I was reminded and I've carried this for almost I mean, for eight or nine years, I've carried that story with me and I've just remembered it as we've gone from place to place to plant that like, what do I need to do to plant this church? I need to like cultivate an awareness of the presence of God and intimacy with King Jesus mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. That, like that, that's what I need to do. And if I wasn't planting a church, I'd still need to do that. I, like, like he just the integrity that like, I, I, just remember like so much about that moment because of how central it's been, even as we've kind of moved into to doing some of that ourselves. So, yeah. 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 That's, that's really good, man. I, I remember you telling me that story when I was telling you, man, we got James to come on the podcast and I was just like, this is gold. You're definitely going <laughs> the deep. There's no way he remembers who I am. There's but no like, <laughs> just, I, I a hundred percent like remember that. Man. We'll see. I, yeah. We'll see, yeah. man. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I'm like, y'all remember yeah. that young cat coming through to yeah. <laughs> get some dang on cheesecake. <laughs> so uh yeah. one of yeah. one of the one of the first questions we asked uh Pastor James on the podcast was about social justice. You know, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking about the question. I was listening to this the other day, and I was just like, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to ask about social justice. Yeah. I was just like, yo, I know you're doing this pray march act thing. We are in the season we're in right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, and this was, you know, back when it was Everybody was marching uh, for George Floyd, all this kind of stuff, you know. Um, and so, man, I was just like, man, social justice, like what, what is it? You know, why, why care about it? Is it biblical? All this kind of yeah. stuff. And, and he gives a phenomenal answer. Oh, yeah. but, but one of the things in his answer that I want to pull out is like, you know, he went this this direction that I wasn't really even expecting him to go with the Mm -hmm. whole answer, you know? So this idea of social justice, you're thinking activism, we're doing an episode on pray, March act, but then he does this, you know, this sharp left turn and he's just like social justice and intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, 
Huh. Yes. Yes. Okay. Unpack that. How does how does that how does that work? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm interested to hear. I mean, you 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 hear him in a podcast unpack, yeah. and I think he unpacked it brilliantly. Uh, but as you hear him do that, man, um, what thoughts did you have as he yeah. was as he was joining these two things, social justice and intimacy with God? Yeah. I want to read the quote that like I when he when he starts to answer that he says, "My training put the challenges among black and brown people in compassion and mercy." And then a little bit bit later, he says, I didn't have the terminology yet to think about systems, Mm -hmm. which is where that pulls down into. It talks about in 1960, there's these outward facing laws, creating and sustaining division. The laws change, but the effect of those laws remain. Right. And Mm -hmm. so like even conversations about like systems in that regard, like I've got a lot of room for systems being altered by Mm -hmm. the kingdom of God because of the kingdom of God. God, right? King, uh, kingdoms made up of individuals and, and systems. We use language like the economy of the kingdom. That's individuals and that that's systems. There, there's pieces where that all like, comes together. There's kingdom, kingdom systems. And we're on earth. It's marked by sin, but we long to see it here, frankly, here in Madison as it is in heaven, because some language we'd use or wherever we are as, as it is in heaven. But I, I love like the concept of social justice and spiritual spiritual like intimacy coming together because i think spiritual intimacy develops the desire to see justice played out mm-hmm. on a social level that's really so that's the great commandment right like i'm gonna love god with all my heart mind soul and strength and <laughs> and love my neighbor as yeah, i as i love yeah. my, myself so i'm not, i'm like i was thinking about this i'm like okay so this pulls into like intimacy spiritual formation like What's the purpose of spiritual formation? Intimacy, just for intimacy's sake. Is it like Christian mm-hmm. self-help? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, we, we, we toy around with this language where, we're, where we say like, I want to love and follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. But Jesus even like adds that and, and it says like, yeah, I want you to love and follow me. I want you to love and follow God. And I want you to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So like right. my working definition for spiritual formation, or spiritual intimacy, that idea, um, is to become more of who Christ would be if he were me for the sake of those around me. Wow. That's so good. like to become more of who Christ would be if he were me for the sake of those around me, which is, which is what, what I think isn't happening right in the text that he, he lays out in, in yeah. Isaiah 58. So can, can we go that way? Can we go into, yeah, into that? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's do it. So he, you know, James was, was, you know, bring up the idea of, of, of fasting, mm-hmm. right. In terms of spiritual intimacy, yeah. spiritual yeah. formation. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. man, but the, but the scriptures are littered, mm-hmm. like not littered, but like full of this idea yeah. of like, man, this, this perceived intimacy with me through mm-hmm. things like fasting, through things like, uh, sacrificing right through things like all yeah. this kind of stuff he's just he's just like yes yes those are the things and, and jesus said it again in matthew 23 right like yeah, 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 yeah. all yeah. these things but you've you know done away with the weight of your matters of literally justice mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh, mercy yeah. and faithfulness but so in in isaiah 53 uh, james references this text or 58 and james references this text and i'm going to read some of this beginning of verse five and here's what uh, uh, it says here in Isaiah, it says, will the fast I choose be like this, mm-hmm. a day for a person to deny himself, to bow his head like a reed and to spread out sackcloth and ashes. Would you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Right. And so it's like he's mm-hmm. like these these very spiritual things that you can do in terms of, of, of fasting. You yeah. know, uh, God saying, yo, will you will you call this the fast that I want to see? And then in verse six, it says, isn't this the fast that I choose? 
to break the chains of wickedness, to untie the ropes of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, and to tear off every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, to bring the poor and homeless into your house, to clothe the naked when you see him, and not to ignore your own flesh and blood. Now, and, and I'll end it right there, right? And so, like the one of the points that James drove home was just like, "Yo, we're we we're, we're here steady fasting, mm-hmm. but then what are you doing with the bread? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying that you're fasting from, like, like like you're able to have the bread." And he's like, "Yo, social justice is, or intimacy through social justice is not like." Yeah. fasting from the bread, but what are you doing with the bread that you are now fasting from? Is your eyes up to see the, mm-hmm. the, the cries of the needy? So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love this text. Um, man, there's a lot of story behind this. I, I, won't, I won't go too far into it, but I've been thinking about like when he goes from verse one, hmm. he says like, tell my people of their transgressions, the house of Jacob, their sins. And then verse two is like, they seek me day after day and delight to know my ways. And you're like, wait, I thought, <laughs> I thought you said the transgressions and sin. That sounds like what we're supposed to do. And, and he's got this, this line where he says, yeah, they seek me day after day. They delight to know my ways. And he says, like a nation that does what is right and doesn't abandon the justice of their God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're acting like a nation that would do these things, but they're not doing those things. So you're That's doing right. the, the, the activity, but That's the formation right. for the sake of those around you, like, is it, isn't, isn't happening. And, and I mean, this is, I mean, the weight of this, it's severe, right? Like they go, they're asking for righteous judgments. They delight in the nearness of God. Why we fasted? You haven't seen it. We denied ourselves. You haven't noticed. And the response is like, yeah, you do as you please on the day of your fast and you oppress all your workers. Yeah. So, I mean, the fasting and I mean, the text goes into Sabbath too, right? Like you keep from desecrating the Sabbath too. He's like, Yeah. yeah, what do you do with like, the day off, like, are we honoring that? Like, there's so much in that around yeah, yeah. It's like good. The, the, the weight of, of this text. But that idea of, like, like a nation that does what is right, that mm-hmm. shapes. They're just like, mm-hmm. you've got the activity, but, dude, like, what about the, like, are you doing, is the way that you are being with me, is the way that yeah. you are practicing withness with God actually, like, shaping? And I I think about it like, um well, this is going to be a rough illustration, but like it, it works in my head, like, like a can of paint. And I think, I think I've heard, but like, like a can of paint, like, hmm. like, okay, I've got like this can of paint. And like, if I was like, just stand, holding my can of paint and reading like the label on it and someone yep. said they needed something from me, I was like, no, hold on. I'm trying to read my can of paint hmm. and I'm just like holding it. And I go to conferences and like take pictures of me and my can of paint and everyone else in their can of paint. Um, but the paint just like stays in the can and I just carry around this nice looking can. And it's like, well, the purpose of the paint is that it actually gets up on like the walls of the house. That's right. So like, I, I think about like spiritual intimacy, isn't me just being like, here's like my can of paint. Isn't this mm-hmm. a nice can? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual intimacy says like, Hey, there's like paint in this. There's something mm-hmm. happening in here. And that needs to get on like the walls of like my life. And hopefully like, as I'm around others, the idea is it would spread to those who are around me as well. Yeah. My social yeah. interaction. Yeah. So I like, yeah, that. I, just, I like that. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah, the so that 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 verse in the in the Gospel of Matthew, I was talking about Matthew twenty three twenty three, right? Like, yeah. like like Jesus says, "Hey, you're you're doing all these things, but you're not observing the weightier matter, justice, mercy, and faithfulness." But then he goes, "Listen, mm-hmm. it's not that you should only be doing justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should be yeah. doing the other things without mm-hmm. neglecting 
these yeah. things. You know, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it's like this this robust idea. They all come together. It comes back to that idea, right, of, lo- mm-hmm. of love God and love neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which I think is is super profound. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, moving on, man. So he, he comes into this idea of uh, talking about injustice, but then he also starts talking about disparities, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's seemingly in a way where he doesn't divorce one from the other, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, where there where there are where there are disparities, there is injustice. When there is injustice, it's it's because of disparities, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, how how did you understand the link between these two from the from the from the episode? Yeah, it it made me think of actually it made me think of something that we talked about to go way back in our bag two years ago in the summer of 2020, when we had you on for the Sunday sessions for uh, the salt company out at, at Penn state. Um, and we talked about, I, I, as he was talking about that, I couldn't help but picture the Bible project video on justice where they've got like those, those, um, Hey, sin comes in and it breaks. And like, some people are like at this level and some people are at a different level. Mm-hmm. And the goal isn't to like, kick people off of your level to, so that yours rises up. It's actually to reach down and say like, how do you like, when you see disparity mm. actually respond to it in a way that, that elevates That's that right. incorporates that enculturates that pull that draws up. Um, That's good. I, I think like, that's what like that, that idea then of justice being done within a context that disparity is, is present and real means the identification and elevation of a person where there's d- d- disparity. That was kind of, that was the yeah. thought that, that came into mind. And dude, that sounded like I have like been doing that for a long time. And I'm honestly like, I am learner. Like I am, <laughs> that is like my, I am a learner here and I'm getting yeah, this yeah. picture and it's pushing me to think like, all right, like where our church is and where we are in Madison and man, the East side of Madison, West side of Madison, that where we live, where they're like, there are just like all of these different things. It's, it's this jumbled uh, place in my soul now where I'm, I'm like holding those and intention of like, this is what disparity is. And this is actually what our reality is. And now here's yeah. disparity. Here's reality. Like, I'm sorry. This is what like conceptually disparity is. This is the reality around us. Let's actually the integration of those two That's actually right. I think should result in activity through, through us. I mean, again, that's some of the, intimacy to social yeah. interaction. But yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I think like practically for some of the listeners, right? Like you, you, you have to know your, your own context, right? Yeah. Like if, if, if this yeah. is gonna, if, if you're going to get boots on the ground, if you're going to want to put rubber to the road, like you have to understand your own context. So when uh, pastor James is talking about this stuff, he gives us examples, you know, of, of, of Park Slope and Flatbush, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and really, I don't know if you can, you know, from your experience, talk more about what, what James has to say about that. But like, there's, there's a there's a ton of injustices, right? So I want to say this on 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 on, on record too. Yeah. Not not every uh, injustice is due to disparity, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or or, <laughs> or 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 not every disparity is due to injustice, right? Like like there's some things that are just off in terms of number and and all this kind sure. of stuff just just based on absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, whatever. But but anyway, so but but there's been things specifically in communities, and I'm talking about you know, historically in housing and education mm-hmm. and incarceration and wealth and home ownership and, and job opportunity, right? All these, all these different things there has been, if you look at history and you can look at history in Ames, Iowa, mm-hmm. you can look at history in Madison, Wisconsin, 
Um, you can for sure look at it in Kansas City. You can for sure look at it in Milwaukee, Milwaukee. New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like this, this, this super radical thing. I think mm-hmm. on one of our uh, earlier podcasts, we talked about the disparity in, in incarceration here in Iowa. And there's three states, I believe, here in the Midwest where like this disparity is just astronomical in terms of uh, black males being in prison versus white males being in prison. For every one uh, white male in prison, there's 11 black men in, pre- in prison in the states of Iowa, Minnesota, uh, and Wisconsin. <laughs> you know, and it's just like when we're so poorly represented in the place. But we make up overwhelmingly disproportionate the amount of people per capita, right, in the in the prison systems. You have to begin to ask these sort of questions of injustice uh, according to the disparity, right? And so this is this is true uh, among all these other categories too, right? Like, like healthcare, <laughs> education, yeah. you know, wealth mm-hmm. gap, all this kind of stuff. Um, and so I think it's, it's it's super important, man, for for us to get. Uh, rubber on the road to take a look into our own personal or like our own communal history and be like, man, where have these things uh, been and, and what kind of action can I take in going forward and addressing yeah. some of these things? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, there's some of that accomplished applied language coming back like through still that as the gospels like been accomplished for like for us in us by Jesus, mm-hmm. like it's also now applied in through and around us. So I, I think like, mm-hmm. I, what you said, I think, is, is so spot on. I, I, I couldn't begin to respond to all, all, all of it um, other than to just be sad, actually, just for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, But I, I do think different communities will have to approach this in, in different ways just because they're different. But I think there should still be that approach to it, right? So I, I, I do think there should be that, that, that press towards, like, there is some imbalance, injustice, disparity in the context of like the community around me socially and like the intimacy that I have with Jesus should cause me to look at that and have my heartbreak for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. and actually say like, I, like, I think there's something around, around that. Like we talk about like heartbeat, heartbreak, like what's my heartbeat for? What's mm-hmm. my heartbreak for? Mm-hmm. And I think like that heartbreaking piece, like may look different from community to community, mm-hmm. from person to person. Um, not that we, we, we talk about it like this. Sometimes we'd say like, because we're family, like even if something doesn't affect me directly, it affects me because it affects someone else who's been like reconciled to Jesus and to me through the gospel. So the gospel accomplished means we're brothers in Christ. Right. The gospel right. applied means I care. Like it means, it means like I ha- like Romans 12, that like social vision of the gospel, I need to rejoice with the rejoicing and weep with the weeping. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and just like, I, it, it should, I think there, there's that emotional response even initially before trying to say like, okay, what's the next step? There should be mm-hmm. some kind of approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but you talked about that at one point, again, even with me, like yeah. there has to be some introspection and response before there's activity, like activity right. without introspection, like actually can feel just really cold. That's right. Um, but there's something about the person, the person, the, the response. Um, That's right. That honors the dignity, even yeah. in the midst of disparity. Yeah, That's that, really good. Yeah. 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 That's so good, man. Yeah. There's, there's gotta be an element of going in, um, man, with the, 
with a type of you know spiritual burden, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so you're going in as a as a as a That's learner great. and a lover, you know, yeah. instead of an expert. So, man, Rudy, this has been great, man. Um, we'll we'll wrap it up here, man. I want to honor your time and 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 keep this one a little bit short. But man, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on here. So much insight, so much wisdom, man. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Dude, stop that. Thank you. Honestly, this is a massive resource for us. You don't know this, but like we would batch, we would travel from Pennsylvania to Iowa frequently by car, which don't ever do that. But like we would do that 15 hours and I would just batch listen to like ambassador, like, like, I mean, everybody coming through and just rip it back and forth here on runs or walks, like just listening to like the, the resource that you have been, uh, to, to, to my family, to the ministries that I got to our stat, to so many people, um, just on behalf of so many, like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that, thank man. you. Yeah. Learning still need to and just yeah. thankful. Yeah. Grateful. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot, man. Appreciate that. So look, thank you guys for tuning in to the Ambassador Podcast. I am looking forward to, uh, man, just one more uh, episode for this year. Uh, but we hope for you listeners that this episode and this season has been a helpful resource. And we encourage you to visit our website at www.weareambassador.com where we have some resources for you to dive into. You can head over to our website to send us an email and engage in conversations with us. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter where you receive frequent updates or partner with us financially as we look to plant and support healthy multi-ethnic churches with the next generation focus. Man, thank you guys for listening and we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to the Ambassador Podcast. If you would like to hear more episodes or get more information about the Ambassador, please check out our website at www.weareambassador.com.